The following Future Conceive podcast is sponsored by the Virtual Education Committee of the Society for the Study of Reproduction, with the mission to develop virtual programs that will aid in the education, highlighting the careers of society members, bringing technology updates, and the latest scientific advancements in reproductive biology. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Shuo Xiao from Rutgers University. It is my great pleasure to represent the SSR Virtual Education Committee to interview you today. At first, I would like to say big congratulations on receiving the 2022 SSR Chinese Bar Junior Scientist Travel Award. Thank you, Sir. It's a great honor for me to receive this award. So for today, my first kickoff question for this interview is that, can you first briefly introduce yourself, such as your educational background and also your research focus? I'm an assistant professor at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, the place where our society SSR started. I just had a lunch with Dr. Janice Barr, and thanks to her donation to this junior scientist travel world, she is one of the earliest members and past president of our SSR society. Without her donation, I could not win this award. She also gave me many suggestions on how to survive as an assistant professor, such as lab management. Thanks, Janice. As for my background, I grew up in China. Both my parents went to top universities in China. My father is an architect, and my mother works in a research institute. They both have good careers. Because of their influence, I also dream to become a scientist to invent or discover something new. When I was a child, I always uh, curious and want to know the logic and the rules behind things. This leads me to choose bioengineering major when I go to college. After college, I came here in the U.S. for my graduate school and postdoc training before I got this current position. When I was a postdoc in Dr. Neil Hunter's lab, luckily I received a NIH pathway to independent K99 award. I have also published several papers on high-impact journals. I think K award and good papers are important for funding a faculty position. Currently, my lab has three major directions. They are all related to meiosis, a cell division process that generates sperm or eggs. Meiosis is essential for sexual reproduction and biological inheritance. Meiotic defects may result in infertility, miscarriage, or birth defects. After I established my lab at the University of Illinois, I have successfully secured my NIH R00 grant on oocyte quality control. Women are increasingly delaying the birth of their first child. However, there is a strong correlation between increased maternal age and aneuploidy. Thus, 
understanding mechanisms that control the reproductive lifespan becomes increasingly important for mammals, including humans. All oocytes form before birth. Around birth, human oocyte number is reduced from 6 million to 1 million. The resting oocyte pool after perinatal oocyte loss become a key determinant of reproductive lifespan in female. Oocyte quality control eliminates oocytes with meiotic defects and is proposed to responsible for the dramatic oocyte death around birth. We showed that RF212 assumo E3 ligase mediates oocyte quality control. Sumo represents small ubiquity modifier like ubiquitination. Sumo elation is also a post-translational modification. Here, RF212 serves as a link between sumo elation and oocyte quality control. Success needs right time, place, and people. So after I came to the University of Illinois, I tried to develop some programs that match the strengths of this university. University of Illinois is famous for outstanding physics programs. Several faculties win Nobel, Nobel Prize. Thus, I developed my second project on the biophysical properties of meiotic chromosomes. Based on the data from this project, I received a NIHR1 grant from NIGMS. We are the first group who isolated um, sperm and a single meiotic chromosome and measured their physical properties. We have developed several computational approaches to study meiotic chromosomes in terms of transcription and faulty genome. Our department and the University of Illinois have also have vibrant uh, toxicology program. So when you give a talk in our cross-campus reproductive physiology seminar, you have already met our strong reproductive toxicology group, including my mentors, doctors Jody Floss, Indrani Bachi, and uh, Jiko. I joined this group and developed a new project, Impacts of Reproductive Toxicants on Meiosis. We frequent uh, exchange of materials, research tools, and expertise among researchers. This makes my department an unrivaled research environment for studying reproductive toxicology. My lab has already published four papers in this direction. We studied the effects of several environmental toxicants on meiosis, including PFAS, salate, and water disinfection byproducts. Many environmental toxicants have transgenerational and multi-generational adverse effects via meiosis. For example, if grandma was exposed to certain chemical, their grandchildren or great-grandchildren can still show the same terms. Well, thank you for this great and very comprehensive introduction, Joe. So my next or second question is that, so why you decided to become a reproductive biologist 
especially in the field of oocyte biology and also the toxicology you mentioned and also specifically about the simulation and during the oocyte meiosis. Yeah, when I was in college, I was always fascinated by the complexity of cell, the basic functional unit of life. When I applied for graduate school, I decided to go to a cytological lab. My two wonderful advisors, Dr. Lorenda Anderson and Dr. Steve Stack, are both experts in plant cytology. They introduced me into this meiosis field. However, at that time, I worked on plant, but not mammalian meiosis. We study meiosis happening in tomato pollen mother cells. Since meiosis is quite conserved, when I look for a postdoc position, I want to study meiosis in a different organism. At that time, budding yeast is a very powerful model system. It's very easy to conduct genetic modification in budding yeast and achieve many solid results. I know Dr. Neil Hunter is a leader in yeast meiosis field. Therefore, I contacted him to offer me a postdoc position. He took me but wanted me to work on a new research direction in his lab, mammalian meiosis. I believe my plant cytological skills can be useful to study mouse spermatogenesis. In fact, chromosome spreads from mouse testes are much easier compared to plant meiotic chromosome spreads. This new direction turned out to be very productive and supported by the grant from Howard Hughes Institute. We had several exciting discoveries on mouse meiosis in spermatocytes. We characterized the antagonistic roles of ubiquitination and simulation, the two post-translational modifications in meiosis. We found a simul-ubiquitin relay recruits proteasomes to the chromosome axis and regulates meiotic DNA break repair. When we studied the role of RF212 protein in crossover formation, I noticed one unexpected phenomenon. Almost all oocytes and follicles are depleted in meiosis defective mutants, and their ovaries are small. However, surprisingly, RF212 mutant has a big ovary with small oocytes and follicles. This exciting discovery sets a solid foundation for my K99 grant application and leads to a molecular cell paper. This is why I also study oocyte meiosis in addition of spermatogenesis. My mentor, Dr. Richard Schultz, is a pioneer in oocyte meiosis field. He helped me a lot for this new research direction. Thank you so much, Joe. It's actually my first time to learn that you were trained as a plant biologist, especially in the tomato meiosis. It's a great transition from tomato to the mammalian meiosis. So my next question is more about the SSR. For example, how many years have you been involved in the like SSR society and what made you join the SSR and become a member? And do you have any 
uh, standout memory since you became a SSR member? I joined SSR six years ago uh, when I was a trainee. Uh, it was recommended by my mentor, Dr. Richard Schultz. He is a past president of SSR. Uh, since then, I attended uh, SSR conferences every year. As a trainee, I volunteered to be a session leader, helped at the registration desk and other activities. Mm, most uh, memorable event is uh, it's giving a talk as a trainee. Um, I'm sure I'm nervous at that time. Oh, um, a more nervous event I attended as a trainee is being a judge in a mock NIH study session. Um, Dr. Pat Hunt is another judge. I gave my comments after her. I became more relaxed until she told me I did a good job. I really appreciate this mock study section opportunity given by NIH officers especially Dr. Susan Tamans. This experience definitely helped me obtain my K99 grant. Oh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, those senior professors and also program officers are always important for our career development. Uh, what does it mean for you to be uh, this year's recipient or awardee of the SSR Janice Bar Junior Scientist Travel Award? Oh, it's a great honor for me to receive this award. Um, it gave me an opportunity to thank all the people who helped me through my scientific journey. Due to the time limitation, I could not show all the people's images at the conference. I felt I'm so lucky by surrounding so many talented people and they helped me along the way. To pay back, I committed to help the young generation of scientists, especially my mentees. I know if they succeed, my future scientific journey will be very exciting and uh, successful. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I think I already see you, uh, great trainees presentation, posters, and also your active involvement for the SSR Society. So what are you most proud of from your scientific career so far? I believe new tools can bring new biology. It's hard to develop new systems and tools. However, if you succeed, many exciting new discoveries will come along. Recently, our lab for the first time isolated the spindle with chromosomes from metaphase one oocytes and individual chromosomes from prophase one spermatocytes. We also conducted many treatments on the meiotic chromosomes. We called ourselves a chromosome surgeon. Those chromosome manipulation will have many applications to facilitate clinical and basic research. For example, we can easily generate aneuploid embryos and mice to modeling uh, many diseases. We can also conduct genetic and epigenetic modifications accurately and efficiently to manipulate the expression of one gene or 
multiple related genes in the same pathway. As for single chromosome measurement, we demonstrated uh, that uh, prophase one and metaphase one chromosomes are 10 times stiffer than somatic metaphase chromosomes. This indicates multi-chromosome structure is different from somatic chromosomes. Multi-chromosome structure is fundamental for many meiosis-specific events like homologous chromosome pairing, synapses, and recombination. To see the detailed architecture of meiotic chromosomes, we developed uh, several computational tools, such as a single-cell RNA-seq-based uh, digital chromosome binding, and the sister HiC, a new HiC method to distinguish the two identical sister chromatids. We are also developing a live single-cell RNA-seq technology. I believe if we can digitalize a live phenomenon, especially those in cells, we can find ways to cure many diseases. Many medical miracles are based on basic research. To me, creating new knowledge promote me to come to the lab every day. I hope one day, my passion for seeking truth becomes as strong as my desire to air and water, like those old generations of scientists. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I really love the word of the chromosome surgeon. Since we in our lab, we culture a lot of follicles, I want to name myself as a follicle surgeon too. I sure. feel, yeah, we should find an opportunity to collaborate so we can combine the follicle culture and your cool technique on manipulating the oocyte chromosome together so we can do some cool science and uh, find some new discovery in the follicle and also oocyte biology, right? Sure, yeah, I look forward. Sure. Yeah, my last but not least question is that as a junior scientist, is there anything you would like to share with our new SRCR members, especially for those trainees such as postdoc and graduate student and even undergraduate student or anyone who is interested in the field of reproductive biology? I learned one wisdom from ancient Chinese culture. Life is like playing the violin you need to adjust the strings well, not too tight, not too loose. Only in this balanced way, the harmony music will come. Research is stressful. We need to balance our life and work. I hope everyone can play a harmony orchestra in their lives. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I totally agree with you. The work-life balance is so important for our like uh, research scientists. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all your experience, research background, and also your career pathway. And this podcast will be posted on the SSR website, and we look forward to seeing your amazing research through your publications and also from your like student posters and uh, uh, yourself like uh, conference talks. And I will see you in person at SSR meeting next year. You have a great day. This music is produced by Buck Hills and Pure Pell.